This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. <clears throat> Hello, Troll. Hello, Caps fans. So this week we've got a great episode, as always, this is season three, which is crazy enough. Episode three, if you've been with us the whole time, love you, mean it. Love and mean it. <laughs> and if you are just joining us now, welcome to the best podcast for the Washington Capitals that has ever existed and ever will exist. Uh, you know, uh, much to the chagrin of Carl Olsner and Steve Wino, that new, that new Caps podcast. Uh, just kidding. You should definitely check it out. It's pretty good. I, I, I already listened to episode one, but as far as what we're going to talk about, it's going to be league news as always. We're going to update you on what's going on around the league and we're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics. There's some, some keeper picks, if you will, that have been put out by each country that's going to be involved, um, sans China, and we'll, we'll get into that. Um, <clears throat> we'll talk about suspensions, and obviously we'll talk about the last three preseason games, which were ultra important um, to the cap season, apparently. Uh, but I think before we get into it, we need to uh, pop some tabs, huh? Yeah. One, two, three. All right. So, Caps fans, you know, I think the first thing we need to talk about is Carey Price will be stepping away from the Montreal Canadiens while, uh, while voluntarily taking part in the NHL NHLPA Player Assistance Program. Uh, you know, in one hand, I'm, like, happy to see that this program is getting a lot of attention and use, but uh, it is kind of uh, shitty that it is getting attention to use at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's obviously there's a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of thing that you want to have, but not get used. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, nothing's been disclosed, uh, so we're not even going to speculate. Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to. Yeah, I mean, no need to. Um, yeah. it, it did well. For Bobby Ryan. Yeah. And that was one heck of a story when he came back. Right. Um, you know, I think I think the NHL was the first to institute something like this. Sure. Um, so, at least in this regard, it's good to see that the league cares about the players. Uh, not always. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, best of luck to Carey. And uh, hope to see you back healthy and you know, get your get yourself where you need to be. Yeah, and it seems like the team's on his side here. I mean, Bergevin's come out and said, yeah, it was unexpected, but he has our support. So, you know, we wish him the best of luck and everything else. Um, when we know more, we'll let you know. Uh, but, you know, it's really not worth speculating right now about exactly what's wrong. Yeah, and, um, you know... We may never know. Right. And I think something we all need to remember is they're people. I mean, just sure. because they're on TV and they get to play hockey for a living and they're millionaires doesn't mean they don't have issues, they don't have their own demons. You know, they're people just like us, and I'm sure the majority of the population 
even if you got to live your dream and be a millionaire, we'd still have our issues. So, you know, don't, you know, you hear a lot of people who rip on athletes when they speak about being a person or give right. their opinions and they say, shut up and play or, you know, if I got paid that much, I'd have no complaints, blah, 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 blah. You know, they're people, so let's treat them accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly, Polly. Uh, but moving on, Barkov has signed a eight-year extension with the Panthers for $80 million, which is heavy in, in bonuses, so $10 million a year on average, but... I think that they're saving a little bit of cap by shifting a lot into into bonuses. Uh, also, Mika Zibanejad signs an eight year extension with the Rangers. I don't know the financials there. Um, you know, I was listening to uh, NHL radio or on Sirius XM, hmm. and uh, they were talking about how basically, whenever the Jack Eichel situation gets settled, this Zibanejad signing takes away any thoughts. You know, a lot of people think that's a good fit for Eichel, and it might be... The Rangers. The Rangers. With... Yeah. With... Did I say the Sabre? No. Oh, no. yeah. Well, so with Zibanejad being signed, um, I think it takes away the possibility of a Jack Eichel edition. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's not much of a drop-off, and I think Zibanejad is someone they should invest in because he's proved himself in that sweater. Yeah. And he's possibly the next captain. I mean, from uh, the uh, Broadway Boys podcast, Andy, <clears throat> and I, dude, every time, every time we fucking, min- and I, I, I could recall his co-host's name literally at any other time, but every time we bring it up here, uh, I completely forget it. And I am going to look it up, but... Um, Why don't you just say the Broadway boys? Well, because I want to, like, you know, show that, like, we know them. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a really good job of that right now. You're proving it. Fuck. Um, Man, this is a shining endorsement of yourself. Yeah, I'm just a terrible fucking piece of shit here. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, this is the hockey troll that I get to live life with as a friend. God damn it. You're seeing the real guy here. You know, you're being, you're being, James, fuck. And I was going to say Jay, but that's stupid. That's just like a J name. What the fuck? James, <laughs> James and Andy at the Broadway Boys podcast have said, you know, Andy himself, he's like, dude, because of Injan's our next captain if he stays. So, you know, obviously they're in that, that's like rebuild-ish thing. I mean, it's like. Okay, so the Rangers have come like so long, so far, rebuilt in record time. You know, literally did the hard rebuild. In every, I think that they have like the model for every hard rebuild. Even teams that are saying they're retooling or they're going to be re- like redoing some shit in the off season. Everybody knows that they need to be just blowing it up. The Rangers have done, you know, all of that, and we're very transparent about it. Uh, so, you know, you know, get, and then finally buying out Lundquist and then holy shit, broke the motherfucker's heart <laughs> by yeah, I guess. leaving New York. But, uh, I mean, 
I, I Mikazubin and Jad was a was a piece that was going to stick around through all of that, and then they like pivoted again, and now they're doing some weird shit after Tom Wilson broke the organization. So I'm interested to see what they put on the ice. You see, Ryan Reeves is already injured. Yeah. Um, Boo hoo. With fucking, I mean, PK Subban. Everybody's like roasting PK Subban for that play. It was it was not bad. He thought the puck was coming to his feet. He's going to move his feet there. I think it was very much an accident. Yeah, and I mean, Ryan Reeves. Like, I'm not going to blame him at all for this. He he definitely is in just an awkward situation, and then a freak. Like he he bends back that left knee real bad though. I mean that. Looked fucking painful, and that is a big man to be throwing that weight on that on that angle. So, have you seen the replay? Yeah, yeah, did not look good, not look good at all. But you know, whatever. Great signing there, Rangers. Well, he may be there for opening night. Hey, you have more more power to him. Yeah, uh, like we said, sweep the leg, sweep the leg. They're people, so you know. We don't wish anything bad for Reeves. Yeah, there are people just you know if you ever if you have to Tilly just sweep the leg and uh, end his career or something. No, I'm just kidding. I don't I don't want his career to end. But I think it'd be wonderful if he had a flourishing AHL career. Hmm. <laughs> uh, anyways, um. Kind of a surprising thing. Jonathan Taze is expected to play the home op- or the opener with uh, against the Avalanche in Colorado. He was on IR for the Hawks, like in the off season, and as he was diagnosed, also in the off season with an autoimmune disease, which kept didn't him. He, didn't he miss last season? Was it? I thought it was this off season. Was it that he? See, I'm just strung out anymore, dude. Time, COVID time keeps flying. I don't know. Yeah. Look that up, but yeah, he did he sit out an entire season already, um, or an entire COVID shortened season? I don't know. I thought it was just like this next season he wasn't going to be around because they'd found out this that he has an autoimmune disease and his, that's why he's been like so low energy. Um, but. While you look that up, real quick, Curtis McElhaney retired from the NHL after 13 seasons. He was Vasilevsky's backup for both of the Cups. Jack Johnson, the ire of anyone who pays attention to any sort of stat line, signs a one-year contract with the Avalanche. How do you feel about that, Polly? Um, you know, I don't think he deserves all the hate he, hate he gets. Um, I trust Jose. Joe Sackick. Yeah. Um, Barnaby Joe. I'm not too worried about it. I also think <laughs> with the depth that the Avalanche have, yeah, they can bury him if he plays like shit. Yeah, I mean, he's a bottom pairing guy. Yeah, so uh, I'm also a little partial to him because he's Brady Quinn's stepbrother, or brother-in-law. Brady Quinn, legendary Notre Dame quarterback. Oh um, just real quick, listen, this is how this family breaks down, all right? Okay. Brady Quinn played quarterback for Notre Dame and then was a backup in the NFL. He married an Olympic uh, gymnast, 
Brady's sister married A.J. Hawk, who played for Ohio State and then in the NFL. And then Brady's other sister married Jeff Johnson. So what is this? Just like some like pro-athlete dating pool that yeah, right? normal people aren't allowed to be in? What like, mean? you're never going to hear, like, hockey troll marries Olympic gymnast. Well, and it's all because of Columbus. Brady Quinn's from Dublin, Ohio. So, at oh. Ohio State, that's where his sister met A.J. Hawk. And then his other sister met Jack Johnson, playing for the Jackets. Okay, so, now that I'm really thinking about it, it's highly, highly disturbing that you know this much about this family. Well, it was just... I saw something about Jack Jones. No, there's no excuses. No excuses. Oh, whatever. There's anyway, no excuses for this. Uh, Taves has zero stats for 2021. So. Oh, fuck. So it's he, been that long. He's he been out missed, an entire COVID year. Yeah. He missed okay. last season. All right. Well, hey, fuck. He's back. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like he's gotten whatever it needs done. Uh, you know. I mean, I know, I, ex- I know people with autoimmune diseases, some of which are very close to me, and like. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely shitty. Yeah. Um, finally, James Neal agrees to a one-year $750,000 contract with the Blues. You know how the mighty have fallen? Like, James Neal at one time was, like, a big deal. Yeah. Um, and obviously the stats aren't there for this comparison, but he's turning into freaking Yager. Yeah. It's, he's going to have... <laughs> A following at his games with people wearing a jersey of every team. There's going to be 10 guys there. Yeah, maybe not James Neal, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be like his sixth or seventh team by now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The real deal Neal. That's what they used to call him. Um, I mean, hey, I'm sure it's a good depth player for the Blues. Probably going to squeeze out, maybe if he's lucky, double digit goals this season. I mean, whatever. Uh, we got a comment here. Caps Chirp, super fan. Oh, do I? Oh. Kayla Habig says she's a great gymnast. Thanks. Uh, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> See? I just want to know, is there a tender for athletes, like pro athletes? There's got to be something. There's got to be, yeah. There's got to be something that, that us normies don't under don't get, right? Yeah. Oh, well, Okay. So just to defend myself a little bit here. Oh, God. Ohio State and Notre Dame played a bowl game when they were both in college. Okay. the majority of the game, they were focused on his sister. Like, they kept showing her reaction. She was wearing a jersey that was half her brother, half her boyfriend. Like, so it's, it's been public knowledge. All right, Caps fans, comment on this if you give a fuck about what Polly just said. I remember this. It was stupid. And I was like, I don't like watching this, but I guess anything to fill the fucking dead time, which of 90% of football is just commercials, hustle taps, and huddles, then fine. We're going to show this woman with her half jersey and then create some fucked up storyline some dramatic, romantic stories line around it. That's fine, I guess. There we go. <laughs> good, Ameri- good job. America in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
Moving on to the Olympics, there have been so I don't know why it's just a few. Is that is that like you're only allowed like per week claim a few? It was something understand. like the NHL or the IIHF. Yeah. Um, or I guess it's the IOC. They okay. wanted the first three submitted. I don't know why. Okay, tripping on power. It sounds like, but um, you know. Team um, Team Finland says they're going to take Sebastian Ajo, Alexander Barkov, and Miko Rantanen. Um, it's a good start. I don't I don't see how that's a bad roster. That's amazing. I no complaints there. I wish the United States had something like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Team Sweden: Victor Hedman, Gabriel Landeskog, and Mika Zibanejad. Uh, you know, I know, I know his like his 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 heritage is Persian, but I didn't realize he was sweet, Swedish, like by national. I mean, by like who can claim him nationally? I think I did know that, but not sure why. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that might be the first Olympic rosters have been Jazz ever made. I would believe that because the last one. There was no NHLers, and he right. wasn't Olympic. Kessler would have been dating that. back like eight years. Yeah, yeah, he would have been like almost a rookie. Yeah, interesting. So, congratulations to Mika Zibanejad, and yeah. what a talent he has turned out to be. What a I mean, week! Like, yeah, seriously. All they got to do is name him captain, and this is just like like the best yeah. week ever. The highest high. You might as well yeah. just quit at this point, right? Um, quit before you like. Come down. Losing the playoffs or miss the playoffs. Right. Or, uh, you know, I mean, even dinging up five in one game against the Caps probably doesn't match this one. So, I mean, that's who, that's, Mika Zvinajan, that's the one thing that I'll always remember him for, just going off on the Caps for five goals in one game to, and then the overtime winner. Yeah. At that, like, like, holy shit. I mean, what a game. What a, what a career he's put together. Good you for know, him. I can relate to how he's feeling right now. You know? Can you? Because I... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can relate because I was named homecoming king and class president within about a week. When? In high school. So you were just, a class president and a homecoming king? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Captain of the football team. I was on prom court. You know... So, you were, wait, wait. So how does football work? You there? How many captains are there? Like twenty or thirty? Um, I would say typically it's yeah. two, three, or four. Two, two, three, or four. Okay. Okay. Well, it's a big. So how many did you have? The roster is like three times as large as. An I understand. But how many did captains? We real? had four. Four captains, which was pretty typical of our team. Okay. A team of 30. Mm, it's probably more like 55 or 60. Oh, okay. Good for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Great job, Polly. <laughs> so, I, I completely know how he's feeling. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You completely know. Yeah. Kayla's on my side here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you're saying that... Uh, <clears throat> hey. Being... She's supporting me. Throw her comment up. I did. It said, I think it's interesting. Thanks, oh, Paul. Okay. I did. Didn't you see it? No. I was okay. looking at you. 
Anyways. I was lost in your eyes. Whatever. Anyways, so <laughs> what I'm hearing is that you can relate because you were voted captain and homecoming king of a school of maybe 150. Yeah. And he just signed fuck you money for the next eight years in the millions and has been named to represent his country in hockey. Obviously, there is an exponential difference here. <laughs> I just don't want I don't want to define that. Oh, okay. I see. You mean you just okay. We're gonna leave the variable X in the equation here. Yeah, and the variable X is like one's an actual major accomplishment. One is like high school bullshit. I just said I didn't want to solve for X. <laughs> okay, okay. We're not solving anything here. Uh, the team Czech Republic has picked Andre Palat, some guy named David Pasternak, and uh, Jacob Voracek. Interesting. Um, Voracek, who is now in Columbus, I believe, yeah. is still looked at as a top-tier talent, which I think is, is, is reasonable. I'm pretty sure I drafted him in fantasy. Um, so... Czech Republic looks good. I mean, interesting Andre Palat, too. Um, I, I, I mean, dude's a stud, don't get me wrong, but uh, definitely like an under, under-mentioned name, I think, in the NHL, NHL-wide. Okay, and then, so Team USA, and this this is not bad. I'm not, I'm not saying this is bad. I'm just wondering who they're going to get to support these players. Austin Matthews, duh. Seth Jones and Patrick Kane. And that's I don't know. Where does who come who comes in for the USA? Um I would say you gotta give Anders Lee a look. Of um, course. Uh, Where did Anders Lee go to college? Notre Dame. Okay. They went right. to Frozen Four, bro. All right, all right, all right, all right. Whatever. Anders Lee. We'll give Anders Lee a look. Um, honestly, I'm not, like, thinking of many hot American players right now. Yeah, I'm not either. I None come to mind, unfortunately. I really Even can't. Even though they have, like, a lot more percentage-wise than the league did 20 years ago. I mean, I mean, T.J. Oshie? T.J. Oshie gets a look, right? Yeah, T.J. Oshie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spencer Knight, probably yeah. put him in net. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's healthy. He go the quick. Hellebuck. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a big drop off between oh. one and two goaltender spots there. John Carlson. John Carlson. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I, he's not he's, Canadian, right? Yeah. No, he scored the uh, golden goal in World Juniors. Yeah. Say. So I think. He's definitely a lock for the Capitals. Yeah. She should be. Um, I don't know. I mean, now, do you think they give the captaincy to Matthews? Or do they go a veteran like Osh? Osh deserves it. I think it. it's Matthews or Kane. Yeah. Fair enough. I think Matthews might still be young enough. Um, I mean, even... I think it was a couple Olympics before Crosby got the C. Yeah, good. Fuck that guy. 
Um, as we covered last week, speaking of Crosby, Team Canada did pick Crosby, McDavid, and Petrangelo. I mean, Jesus Christ, like how... I mean, Petrangelo there just looks like a fucking bum next to those two. It's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll just, like, pick some... Pick a defenseman. Um, they could literally pick anyone... I, I mean, you know, we talked about this. They could cut their entire starting roster, redraft, and then still win the gold. Um... Fuck Canada. I mean, I'm very anti-Canada to begin with, but, like, when it comes down to uh, the Olympics, I hate them even more. They're just too stacked. You know, I'm kind of annoyed that they didn't uh, pick McKinnon. Because then right. all of the Avs' big three would have been in that elite list. Well, of course they can't, because that's just... It's just the Canadian, like, humble brag way right. of saying, like, oh, we're not going to, like, you know, we're going to pick a defenseman because, you know, defense is, ho- is super important in hockey. And, like, that, it's it's bullshit. You know, the to make that fucking team. Yeah, yeah, or a goalie. Like, you know, any of them. Well, honest, it's probably because they couldn't not put McDavid, but then right. they're also like, we can't not put Crosby because he's Crosby. So... I mean, oh, I don't even know. Is Petrangelo even the best Canadian defenseman? I don't know. What's Adam Fox? Ooh. Yeah, I think he's American. What about uh, Kale McCarr? That's American, yeah. right? Yeah. it's a good old American boy. Yeah, Adam Fox is a New Yorker. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what, folks? I mean, we might... The U.S., if they can get off their own bullshit... They might be able to, like, put together a good young team mixed with some fucking solid veterans. But the problem with... No, um, Kim McCarr's Canadian. Oh, okay. Uh, the problem with uh, the U.S. teams in the past has been that they just want to, like, go out there and, like, muck and grind. And they are, you know, so caught up in the old Herb Brooks, like, I just want the right players to go out there and and bang bodies. And then you get you know, not even qualifying years, so... Yeah, you know who is American? Who? The Hughes brothers. That's true. I mean, they should be in, I would say. Right? So... Yeah, I'd be... I mean, in the World Cup, that Team North America proved that the youth has a big impact in these tournaments. Yeah. So... I mean, this should go without fucking saying. You're you're playing on bigger ice sheet. You got to have your legs around you. And finesse, passing and speed, foot speed, are important. Yeah. Plus, you need to have the longevity and the endurance to play this tournament. You know, you get a bunch of 35-year-olds out there and it's going to be rough. I mean, come on, Caps fans. We're seeing it in our own fucking backyard here. So. I mean, I think Team USA should be primarily, like, under 28 years old. Yeah. You throw in an Oshi, an Anders Lee, a couple old guys that can still get it done but bring the body, you know, throw a couple of those guys in there. Right. But it should be the Hughes guys, Matthews, obviously. Yeah. Because, but, like, it should be those guys. Sure, sure. I agree. I agree. I mean, uh... The skating, the skating is just so much, and and being able to pass. So you need to have like not only just skating ability, but also talent. So 
Yeah, I mean, I've played on Olympic ice. There is Me a too. very distinct difference. My home rink when I was in high school had an Olympic ice sheet and an NHL sheet. Yeah. And when you had to play, because like, it would be like one game you'd be on the Olympic sheet, mm-hmm. one game you'd be on the NHL sheet, and the Olympic sheet just seemed like, I mean, especially trying to move the puck into the middle, it was just like so much farther. I mean... I can't hit a pass anyways, so being able to, like, <laughs> like, undershooting a guy is, like, so easy. Did I tell you that I played three-on-three in the summer up at Robert Morris, and they have a normal sheet and an Olympic sheet? So we played three-on-three on an Olympic sheet. Fuck that. Huh? Half ice. Full ice. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you were just leading the charge both ways, huh? Well, I was still skinny and in high school. Oh, okay. So still no. No, I was I was I was good there. How many goals did you have? Um honestly, not many. I was playing defense. So in three on three, I feel like your defensive position is very important because you're on your own on a breakout pretty much. Oh yeah. Love I'd love for you to take that mentality into five on five. No. I've got you to, you know, have an ill-advised pinch and blame you. Oh, it's it's my fault that I pinched on the strong side and you're fucking... I don't even know where the fuck you are on the weak side. You're like in front of the net. Like, you think I'm going to get that? There's three guys coming at me. I'm surfing for opportunity. <laughs> and it's a 4 on the other way. Awesome. Typical beer league. Anyways, moving on. Team Latvia, Rudolf... Rudolf's Balsers, Zimgus Gergensens, and Christians Rubens have no idea who any of those sound like Latvian names. Yeah, I have no idea who the fuck they are. So, <laughs> good luck, Latvia. Team Switzerland: Nico Hischier, Timo Meyer, and Roman Yossi. Nice. That seems like a pretty solid start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team Germany. You know, no surprises here. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Philip Grubauer, Groovy, love it, and Moritz Seider, Cedar, Seider, 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 um, and that's it's probably like Schreider. Yeah, right. Uh, so good stuff there, I guess. I don't know who this Moritz Seider is, but uh, you know, there it is. Team Slovakia: Eric Cernak, Yaroslav Halak. Old head coming in strong and And Andre Sakara. I didn't know does Sakara I don't think he plays in the NHL anymore. Um but Yaroslav Halak, I mean, geez, that's that's a terrible, terrible name in which Caps fans are just brutally brutally familiar with, so there you go. Scarred. Yeah, scarred, I guess you could say. Uh, um yeah, he played for Dallas last year. Oh, Sakara did? Yeah, he played 46 games. Oh, nice. Okay. He had a whopping five points. All right. Well, hey. Good to see him anyways. Uh, Team ROC, uh, what does that even stand for? The Russian Olympic Committee. Okay. And I think it's... Sometimes they're also called Olympic athletes from Russia. Right. The Kia Kucherov, Alexander Ovechkin, 
Andre Vasilevsky. Cool. Um, <laughs> Almost as easy as Canada. Right. If they could just, I mean, you know, these Russian athletes won the gold when there were no NHLers. I'm sure they're wanting to repeat this this type of success. But, you know, I think there's just too many um, individuals on this team. Yeah, I mean, I would say tails all as time, but that's not true when they were the Red Army. But basically since Russians started coming and playing in the NHL, it's tails all as time. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I think a lot of that's leadership too. I think that there's been quite – once the USSR kind of shattered, there was not enough uh, – State sponsorship is this a is this going to turn into like a like a petition for communism when it comes to hockey because when the communists had had uh, the USSR go and I mean they're like everybody plays a five man unit for Mother Russia motherfuckers and there's no showboating Ovechkin you can't score and jump against the glass this is all about the motherland here I mean uh, the, the whole Eastern <laughs> Bloc was competitive right yeah I mean it was. Uh, it's very much a team a team game, and, and um, I do not see a single five-man unit that is in the NHL that the Russians could play right now. Uh, not to say that that's the way to play hockey anymore. I'm just saying that, like, that is what really, you know, you look at uh, the Red Army players and, and the Russian five, like, those were, that was the archetype as to, like, what hockey is today. In the sense of sharing the puck, you know, uh, the creativity of the offense there uh, and and coming back as a unit. You know, I mean, you see it so much now. They, they talk about it every single fucking broadcast. Activating the D, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just, it seems like it's very, it's, it's commonplace now. So it's very interesting to see how the Russian game has really influenced the NHL, especially in North America. Yeah, I mean, I think the way they played, it was mostly... It was only really hitting for body positioning. They right. They weren't big fighters. I mean, right. like, you're right. I, did, I never thought of this, but the Olympic hockey that was dominated for 20 years by the Soviet Union yep. is today's game. Right. I mean, close to it. And the pro- Honestly, you know, in the Russian Five's prime, you know, the, probably not as good. I mean, even as those guys back then. Is to some of today's game, but um, I think that like as far as like understanding the game in a different way versus like defensemen only play defense and you know Bobby Orr, wow, I've never seen an defenseman score more than ten points in an eighty-two game season. Like wow, that can happen. It's like yeah, everybody's a scoring threat on the ice, right? I mean they, that's what the I think that's what the Russians really came and and they also. Um, just put another wrinkle into like how to use all your teammates and play with some finesse without the one-on-one battles that are with that the North American game deemed necessary at the time. Um, but Hey, we, that's a whole nother podcast team Denmark, Oliver Borkstrand, Nikolai Elders, and Alexander True. Seems good. I've got Ellers on my fantasy team and Shifley again. 
Oh yeah, it's it's a lock, dude. I mean, I'm gonna be. I'm only rated middle of the pack right now. Last year I was rated top. I had a way better draft last year, but this year not such great, such a great draft. So I'm gonna have to probably work in free agency. But hey, who knows? We'll see. We will see. How are you feeling about your fantasy team? Not too bad. Um, Pretty sure you were like the worst. Yeah, I drafted probably more Notre Dame guys than I should have. But that that actually wasn't on purpose. Um, I try my best to have a diverse roster. That way I have less, like, not games played. Everybody. Right, well, that's exactly that's that's the whole trick to fantasy is that you want to have like eighty, ninety, a hundred games played in a week. Right, and so um, you know, I, I finally, after a couple seasons, got my my previous uh, hidden gem, Anders Lee back. <laughs> okay, Dude, I told you. Back Look, you had one mind. fucking good fantasy year with Anders Lee, and now I'm no. never gonna fucking hear it. It was like three years in a row. He was my cash cow. All right, and then I picked Brandon Rust because... Yeah, you're a fucking dirty trader. I don't draft penguins, bro. Okay, well, I'm intelligent. No, you, you're you a sell-up. I have standards and morals. Yeah, well, and then I drafted Riley Shahan in the last, dra- last round because it's a throwaway pick anyway. Okay. And I, I do have Cal Peterson the goalie from the Kings that I kept from last season, but that's... It's just going to take L's all season. You're yeah. fucked. You're yeah. going to be terrible. Your you're fantasy, you just blow it up. Blow it up now. <laughs> I'll give you... Give me like a 20-goal score. I'll give you Voracek, okay? No. I've had Voracek before. He's disappointing. He is. I know. He's going to... No, but he's going to fucking kill it in Columbus. I can feel it in my a, plums. So I... Did, <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's in the mix now. Um, in case anyone's not sure, it's Will Ferrell's character on Eastbound and Down. <laughs> um, but I, um, oh, you threw me off. My plums, my deep blue, purplish hue plums. <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah. So swell. Uh, I'm really. Who did I just pick from the Flyers? Um, the guy they got from Nashville. Uh, Ryan Ellis. Ellis. He's going to be good. I'm expecting big stuff out of him. No. See, that's a... That's a see, okay, so Voracek, he's jilted, right? Got to get into the Got to get into the psychology of these players, Pauly. Yeah, okay. He's He's jilted. He's, he's, he's cast away. The, the fan base has turned against him in Philly. They didn't want him... They moved him to Columbus, and it was like celebrated by the Philadelphia fans. Voracek has a chip on his shoulder. Ryan Ellis would have been fine to stay in Nashville. He's a Nashville hero. He's a fucking stud there. He's the number one defenseman outside Robin Yossi. He's like a 1B defenseman. He gets shit-canned, essentially, and uh, he's playing for the fucking Flyers now. East Coast hockey. You're going conference to conference. It's not... It's it's a bad it's it's I would I could see Ellis having a mediocre year a good year by NHL standards but not for fantasy. So if that's what's going to help you sleep tonight, <laughs> you hold on to that. Well, that's the bullshit I just made up. So yeah, uh, we've done a lot of bullshit in this this uh, 
this episode. Let's go over the injuries real quick. Quinton Byfield, uh, who I love during world play up to his draft year. I mean, this dude looks good. Uh, placed on injured reserve by the Los Angeles Kings on Wednesday because of a fractured left ankle. Out indefinitely expect a return is November 3rd. Which that is, is, so that's the update from the initial out indefinitely. Right, right. So, like, he was out indef- indefinitely, but now they're saying November 3rd. That's crazy. I mean, that's less than a month to really recover from a fractured ankle. Yeesh. I don't I don't see it, man. I, I don't know. I could see that one being delayed. Oh, you want to you want to baby that, dude. Yeah. Okay. Uh moving on, known shitbag Austin Watson will be out 4 weeks for the Ottawa Senators because of an ankle injury, you know. Sucks to be you. Uh Yanni Gord will be out following shoulder surgery in July. Uh, we, I don't know if we covered this before, but there's kind of something that, you know, he's now with the Kraken. He was one that was exposed uh, by the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Kraken got him. It's a really good pick for the Kraken, by the way. And But, I mean, he was on the mend. I think uh, he they picked him knowing that he was going to have surgery, or at least they had to have known that he was right. going to have surgery uh, from Tampa. Suspensions. Blake Coleman, Speed Demon, uh, suspended two games for boarding. I know you have some commentary on that. He's now with Calgary. Yeah, so, I mean, really, the way the play went, they're battling, and the guy he hits ends up on his knees, and the puck is at, like, in front of the guy's hand. Really, there was no reason for him not to just take the puck there. He basically just, like smushed the dude's head into the boards with his ass. Yeah. Um, I think that's far more dangerous than what Mac got for the Capitals. Yeah. When the dude stepped back out of a check, he was fully in position to receive. Right. He gave up on the puck and chipped it instead of making a play. So, I just, I have a little gripe. He only got two. Mac got four. Right. Um, I mean, Blake Coleman's even on my fantasy team. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, so you you do have some morals when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I just, looking at this play, I think it's a very useless check. And sure. this, I would have considered this dangerous 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, Caps fans, if, if you haven't played hockey, like, not to get on the whole, I've played hockey high horse, but like, being on your knees is the most vulnerable you could ever be, probably, in a situation. I would rather be on my feet and get hit from behind than get hit on my knees. Yeah. Because you have no traction. You can't brace for shit. You're just sliding around. You know, you're on your knees. You, you got the hard... I mean, my my skates are, like, compression molded. Like, the they're, just like, uh, plastic, basically. So those slide around all willy-nilly. And then, like, I have... The worst part about my, I love my my shin pads, but they're like old ass uh, Easton Z Air shin pads. They're huge, but they have this like weird like cup. It's not just like a round molded uh, kneecap. It's like a kneecap, and then they like put like an extra little like bump out there. It actually makes it harder to get up off your knees. Um, I would imagine. Yeah, it's stupid, but. Um, but I liked them. I was like, oh, these look cool, and they're black, and then they, like, have all these little, like, cushion, like, air pockets in them that are probably all popped and rotted by now. I don't know. But th- being on your knees, you can basically just be slitter. You're, you're completely prone 
So it's like walking on ice. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so good for that. Uh, good. It really seems like player safety is trying to get ahead of stuff this year. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, you know, we've covered in previous podcasts that the big thing for player safety is going to be cross checking. Obviously, this is going to be boarding. I don't. He put his butt into the guy's head. So I mean, that's your thickest, most powerful part of your body. Yeah, the thighs you know, of your butt. All your power. You know, they say all your power comes from the hips. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, the only thing that would have been more dangerous would be if he would have cross checked him, like yeah, his head. Into the boards. Yeah, or like going full speed from behind, like driving the head into the boards, you know. So, hey, there it is. Um, Two games. (laughs) Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh Penguins' Mark Friedman has been fined uh, $1,812.50, the maximum allowable under the collective bargaining agreement for spearing Blue Jackets' Sean Corrales during a preseason game on October 9th. You know, typical typical dirty shipberg stuff. I mean, I don't, I can't really, you know, whatever. Uh, par for the course, unfortunately. Uh, but what is not par for the course is another week of the NFL season, meaning another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet one dollar on any NFL game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point. The last zero zero tie in the NFL was in nineteen forty three, so say so I'd say this is a no brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sport contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in in total prizes with their first deposit. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 in an NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Want to talk about the Caps? We probably should. Before we get into the games... Just quick roster news. Okay. Um, Kempney clearing mm. waivers. He's going to the Bears. Um, that just happened? Yeah. That like, well, had to have just happened. A little earlier today. Oh, okay. And then, um, is it Fukale and Pilon yeah. mm-hmm. are pending waivers right now? So They'll probably clear. Monday... They should be heading to Chocolate Town. I don't know why you'd interrupt the whole Washington wraparound thing. You could have just let me get like the whole. This is the Washington wraparound. We're trying to like create a brand here, Paul. Okay. I don't well, know I just want to stop you before you start talking about the games. Okay, fine. Thank you. Well, you... I'm the worst. Okay. <laughs> I'm the fucking worst. <laughs> all right, all right. So it's bad enough I had to lose eight to nothing in hockey tonight. Yeah. Okay. So tell us. Tell us about. What happened? Well, let's first of all tell us why Hockey Troll was not invited to your fucking roller hockey league. Because the roster was set. They already had guys. The roster was set. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, in this league, there's a mercy rule. 
You got mercy ruled. It's fucking the, embarrassing. I know. It is. Uh, I don't think I've, I've never been mercy ruled. As ridiculous as that sounds. We were outskated, outplayed. The other team's goalie played really well. I don't um, want to hear about the other team's goalie, Polly. How many shot attempts did you have? Probably about seven. Um, I had two or three that missed the net, though. But uh, honestly, there were a few that I have no idea how he saved it. Um, I didn't play well. I'll tell you that right now. So, you know, after that kind of game, having you pile on about the Washington wraparound hurts a little. I wish I could say I'm sorry, but you brought this on yourself. You weren't prepared for the game, clearly. This was a mental thing, probably. Well, and physical. Four pieces of pizza, uh, two ding dongs, a couple mini Hershey bars today. Probably didn't help. Jesus. Uh, yeah, maybe you should prepare better, first of all. Maybe you should start taking roller hockey seriously. I mean, uh, I would not. I, if I were you, I would have eaten worse. I would have probably showed up drunk. Yeah, and yeah I mean, <laughs> yes, that's very on brand. <laughs> to the game and probably scored like four goals. Doubt that. Dude, they can't have been that good, man. They were a good team. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Well, are you? You told me about this. Is, wait, so this is a new team? Yeah, to you, brand new. It's your inaugural season. You scored a Hattie the first game, right? Almost, I had two. Okay, two two goals. This is the second game. Yeah, and you were just a fucking big piece of shit. Yeah, I was. I mean, anytime <laughs> I rushed the puck, I was just a big on the back check. <laughs> That, but that's, I feel like that's the same. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're just, you're playing, playing the cupcake game. And, and they, it just wasn't enough. So what are you going to do for next game? Hopefully play better. Maybe get like a, a pregame nappy in. Maybe eat some healthier food throughout the day. Nothing crazy, just not pizza and ding dongs. But see, I feel like the the pizza and ding dongs isn't even like the main thing here. Like, who, that's well, not I'm even that bad fat. of food. I'm just fat. <laughs> right, but but the, I mean, yeah, okay, we could all stand to lose a few pounds. But like, you haven't told me like how good these guys were. I mean, they were just finding open space. They were. So wait, well, hold on. Were they pa- were they passing around you, or were they just like burning you one on one consistently? What was their most consistent point? Um, they had a superior breakout okay. to us, and then they also would control their offensive zone for an extended amount of time. Same problems we have with ice hockey. Yeah, but see, at least in ice hockey, like we have like some quick strike ability. What's well, I mean, we had opportunities. We were just not putting them in. Okay, and then they, so, I mean, an eight nothing though, ass kicking. I don't feel like that's that. That's more than just a bad, good goalie, right? I mean, that's you got slaughter ruled. We did, you know. It just wasn't a great game. Well, uh, we'll be back. All yeah, right? it okay. just wasn't a great night tonight. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair you enough. know. Yeah. I Me, wish I could relate. 
Me and the boys. In some way, shape, or form. We'll recover. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can't relate? No. All those club hockey games we got our ass kicked in. <laughs> all the, yeah, but this, this was ice. It was a real sport. You're talking about barely. roller hockey, which is fake. Yeah, it's fake. It's not real. Simulated. <laughs> roller hockey is like a joke, dude. You should be, like, picking up the fucking puck and shit and, like, fucking flinging it into the net like at half ice. You're really winning me over for trying to get you on the next season roster. Well, let me know how this... You're three... You're two games in. And right now I hear one game, you're, like, flying high, best player on the team, second... And I'm like, okay, well, if Polly is the best player on the team, I'll be at least, like, the second best. At the very least. That's, like, the bottom, right? That's the... That's the, the ceiling could be... You know, best player that these guys have ever seen. Bottom best player on the team. Now you're telling me that this is like a. I mean, the the, the opposition has gotten better, and I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm ready to sign up for that. <laughs> I can tell you, you would have performed just about as well tonight. <laughs> you don't know that. I could have had like ten goals. Roller hockey's different. I score more in roller hockey. You can at least say that. I don't know. I played roller hockey this summer, and I don't think you really did. I scored way more than we than I do in beer league. Well, maybe you'll get your shot. <laughs> oh my god! I'm not gonna. You know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about the caps. This is a ridiculous caveat that we just went on. We're already on for an hour. We're supposed to be like doing two episodes a day. Uh, <laughs> We really captions. We don't have much to say. I mean, this is the the wrap up of the preseason. The Capitals, I think, have spent the preseason quite wisely. Mm-hmm. They've been testing out all their guys. They've been seeing who deserves a shot at the big club. And you know, I with Faviari, kind of. I don't know if he's going to be completely healthy. I thought he took kind of a hit, or or is he? He he may be. I. I thought I heard something about him being somewhat injured or dinged up. Um, in any case, uh, 10-4, we were in New Jersey, a, a 1-4 to loss, a total ass-kicking, and this was when the fantasy draft happened, so I had to hear Neil Villapiano fucking just loving life winning a fucking preseason game, which is, okay, you know, whatever, against the Capitals' basically tryout squad. McMichael did score a power play goal. It was pretty nice. It was all right. Good for him. I like it. I like to see it. It's a good attaboy for the young guys uh, who we've seen perform pretty well, up and down. The young guys have, have played really well in, in the preseason against NHL talent um, or prospective NHL talent. You know, as we discussed earlier, they're sending down Fucale, they're sending down Pilon. Um, and I think that the ceiling for Pilon, whose dad was a, you know, a Long Island great, uh, is probably a third line scorer, third line scoring kind of talent, muck and grind guy. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, it, the, the buzz all seems to be around LaPierre and, and McMichael right now. Oh yeah. At least so, on Twitter. Yeah, so McMichael scored. Good. Good for him. Moving on, Boston. So these last two games against Boston and Philly on the 6th and the 8th, we're starting to see the lineup solidify a little bit more to what most would consider a true NHL roster. Uh, 
it was a 4-3 victory in Boston. Uh, Ovi with two assists, goals from Kuzi, Wilson, Oshbabe, and Mantha. Uh, Mantha with the overtime winner. Jesus Christ, did you see this thing? Oh my God. What a little, just like the little, like the presence of mind to even just do like the little, like, like dusting it off. Little like, kind of like a little sweep around of the puck, and, and, and then just, just five hole berry. Just fucking hammered that thing five. Oh my god! And I mean, what a shot! Because I mean, you look when you hear the the back pad of the of the goal, just like doosh, you know that was a fucking bullet. That's one uh, of the. I mean, from what I can remember, one of the hardest wristers I've seen. Yeah, and it not only did it hit the back pad, but it like it like ricocheted out so quickly. Yeah. You know, very much like how when I score on the ice, it's always through the back, through the through the five hole. You know, back pad bullet. Yeah, in your dreams. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ovi with two assists it was good. I mean, we got Koozie goals, Wilson. I mean, these were all pretty uh, pretty crashed in at goals too. Kuzi scores, crash the net. Um, Wilson gets a break and powers through with like a really, you know, pretty benign uh, forehand, backhand, and then just like a powerhouse uh, shot right through the legs. Um, Oshbabe, I don't recall his goal. I feel like it was in front too, though. I think it was. So... Also, so yeah, I mean, hey, it's a good win in, in Boston in overtime. I hope this is not a trend because, good God, how many overtime games have we been through, Cavs fans? On the 8th, now, I think that this is probably as close to an NHL roster that we're going to get in the preseason, which is fitting. It's the last game. I mean, this is the type of progression that we want to see a coaching staff go through. I like it. Uh, this looked like a good team. This team, they were moving the puck. They were cycling really well. Um, it was a pretty close to opening, opening night roster or an NHL roster, if you will. That's a 5-3 win in Philly. Good stuff. The only problem is Ovi hits Konefki from behind. Um, you know, I mean, this is like a pretty, people were saying, well, he shouldn't have hit him from behind. Like, this is a pretty, uh, Pretty standard play in the NHL. Uh, yeah, open a ice from behind is a lot different than into the boards. Yeah, it shouldn't be. That's not how the rules are written. Yeah. But it is, st- I mean, Konefki turned around at the goal line and coasted back and then got the puck. You know, you're, you're what, you're, you're, OV knows what he can get away with. He gets a stinger in the left knee, limps off the ice. He's favoring that left knee. Um, and he, Stepped out of pre- – he didn't practice uh, today. So, who knows? He's considered day-to-day by Laviolette. Uh, so, how does this look for our season? Is Samsonov still injured, Polly? Uh, we'll look that up. But day-to-day, opening night, we may or may not have Ovi. We're definitely sans backy, though. No backy. Uh, and McMichael has been slotted in OV spot in practice. You know, if that becomes any. Okay. Samsonov is back. So we have our goaltending roster. You know, we're at full speed. Um, you know, 
if it becomes a need, McMichael has been playing an OV spot, but and who you know has been touted as a center. McMichael has been playing center. Uh, Lapierre has also been talked about as a winger or a center. So both these players, uh, according to Laviolette, are interchangeable between a wing and a center. Uh, it's good to have that diversity, I guess, or that option. I don't know. I don't know these players well enough to say like what they're better at if they're a natural center or a natural winger. I will say, though, that in <clears throat> putting a young guy at wing is probably better than putting him at his center in any fourth line through first line, wouldn't you say, Polly? Yeah, I think it's better for development, a little less responsibility, less right. pressure to adjust, and it's better for the team. Yeah. So <clears throat> Unless you're just a stud. Right. I mean, you know, you, you look at Connor McDavid and, and uh, Austin Matthews. I mean, these people, these guys were – centers and centers through and through and that's kind of like their thing right they're also number one draft picks overall so you let them play whatever the fuck they want (laughs) to be completely honest or whatever they've been playing here uh these two players mcmichael and lapierre they've been moved around several times uh, amongst different coaches and they and from the inkling that i've been seeing again i don't know all of i haven't been watching these kids since they were you know 12 but they each have a lot of experience in both at the competitive level, wing and center. Um, you know, it, it, and to be completely honest, like, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that, Polly, how many positions did you play in hockey? Played them all. Yeah, even goalie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, and so, like, I think that, but, but when it came down to it, you know, when I was in high school, which is probably like the start of like my more competitive atmosphere hockey. I played center. I started. I anchored like the the Jesus. bubble. Yeah, I was a fourth line center. Dude, I was, I'm pretty good at faceoffs. I'll be honest. That was my. I think that was the only reason that I got to stay there. I wasn't bad at faceoffs, um, and I was a bigger kid body wise, and I wasn't afraid to hit. At that point, you know, in this is DC again, right? So we're playing DC hockey. You think that. I'm going to be the guy that's going to get it deep and just bang, 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 and then be able to skate back and cover defensively, right? Like, I think that's what my coach saw in me. Um, <clears throat> Man, I wish you still had that in college. Fuck you, dude. I was <laughs> sick in college. Uh, anyways, and then I uh, also played wing. So it's I think I started at wing, moved to center, and then eventually, like sophomore year, moved to defense. So... Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think I I played center when I was young. And then uh, I played for Coach PA. Rest in peace. Tom, mm-hmm. great guy. Uh, and he wanted to put me on defense. And He knew early. He knew early well, you weren't shit. He knew early you weren't shit offensively. And I, I, mean, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so I went to my first practice. And he told my dad after practice, he goes... Yeah, I can't put him on defense. He scores too much. Who said that? Coach PA. Uh. So I played I played center for a while. Then I got I got moved to wing. And then I played defense. Um, and that was I think on that team it was kind of like 
um, putting a little bit of the skill back because we had enough scoring. Mm. Uh, and oh, then, you had enough scoring. You're you're gonna we did be that offensive defenseman there. I, I mean, that's kind of how I played. That was eighth grade, and then grade. just going into high school, D just kind of where I was. So you played D throughout high school. Yeah, I played a little bit of wing, but mostly D. And then in college, when you were the president of the team, you were like, "I'm going to play wing and score as many goals as possible." I played defense as much as possible. But when your three best players are on defense, and okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> like putting me on offense allowed us to have our three best players on the ice more often. All right, I see what you're doing there. All right, that makes that makes logical sense. Yeah, yeah, I was a thinker. <laughs> you were. I were. Yeah. I was. I've heard of word was. <laughs> All right, Cavs fans, next week's games, guess what? It's 10-13. So the, the season, the NHL season technically starts on the 12th. But the 13th, we're playing against the Rangers, and that is at home. Is yes, it not? It is. it is at home. So our season opener is also the home opener, which I don't know. If, I don't feel like that hasn't happened in a long time, a few years at least. Uh, and it's against the Rangers. It is the, it is the, the brawl extraordinaire. So – Hey, check it out. We hope you like it. I mean, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what the hell goes down. I will definitely be somewhere watching this game. I literally can't believe that this is... I mean, you know, we promised you. We were like, oh, we're going to get all sorts of other hosts in to uh, get some interviews in before the preseason happens or before the season happens. Well, the season is just pounced upon us. Uh, like, like a person with just swollen, bright blue plums, <laughs> <laughs> and I've we've literally lost track of everything. I can't even keep my shit together. I'm gonna be honest. Um, basically, just like wandering through this life, uh, doing task after task. I don't even know what it is. So, I for one am looking forward to hockey season coming on at the regular time. And starting to like you know basically reevaluate my life and get back into a groove. Yeah, I think honestly this probably will get the world a little bit, not just hockey, all sports, kind of getting back into their normal schedule. Right. Um, I think it's definitely going to get us on track a little bit, get a little more of our routine familiarity. Yeah. Um, you know, so we have the lightning at home as well on Saturday. And uh, big homestand to start the season. Yeah, I feel like the Penguins here with this great schedule. And uh, game number three on Tuesday, the final game of the homestand is the Avalanche. So that is a actually, I think three very big early tests. Yeah. So uh, we'll I'm be thinking... talking about the Rangers and Tampa Bay next year or next week. Yeah. So how many? How many uh, goals do you think goes in the score first week? The first week. So the first two games. Um, yeah. Two. Two? Going three. Going three, I'm just going to one-up you. Yeah. As I always do. Par for the course. <laughs> All right. Three goals for Ovi. Um, I'm, saying, I'm saying we go one and one next week. Yeah. Okay. One in one. And 
What's your what's your prediction for the for the win loss record as we normally do? We have to see we're back to tradition. Um I say one oh and one. We're gonna get three points. Three points. Okay. You know, Pauline, you're always fucking making these weird, like, caveat thing. It's almost like a proxy bet. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, so, uh, anyways. Okay. Hey, join us next week. I don't even have my segment ready yet, but Polly, we're going to do what predictions next week? A whole bunch. Oh, no, next Trophies. week. Thursday. I'm Thursday. Sorry. Trophies. Thursday. Um, you know, champions. I even threw a few curveballs in there. Yeah. So oh. we'll we'll have a surprise there. Whew. All right. Well, my my plums are swollen with with anticipation. Capsense, we hope that you enjoyed this long and drawn out episode. Until Thursday, we'll be uh, talking about that, and then next week it's it's straight up regular season hockey, ladies and gentlemen, on the quest for another cop, but more importantly, on the quest for Ovechkin to break the fucking goal record. Let's go. Let's go. Until next week, High Control, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troop podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>